outsiders only. This is Sky Terror. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode number 29 of the Outsiders Only. I am your host, the Commander, reporting here for duty. Joining me alongside on the hosting desk, the man who knows everything, Zaragol. Hello there. And as well, the man who is apparently not paying attention and doesn't know his cue, Ryan. Hello. Happy to be here. This week, we are graciously joined by the man we will call the bold and the brave because he joined us even knowing the chaos that it would bring him, Ian. Ian, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. So as we mentioned in the previews and in the Outsider Only channel, we'd like to talk with Ian about his play, about his recent victory as the champion, and also get his insights and his thoughts on what he thinks about the new decks uh, that could be created using some of the new cards and the new heroes that have been released with the Endless Sun. We had a drop party for that yesterday. If you guys haven't seen it, we did record it. Please go check it out on YouTube. But for starters, Ian, uh, we want we do want to congratulate you on your recent recent win. Tell us a little bit about your experiences in that particular tournament. Well, thank you very much uh, for the congratulations. It was a lot of fun. Um, so for those that aren't aware, the last uh, October qualifier, right? It was October. It's hard yes. to remember what month things are now. But <laughs> May. <laughs> uh, it was it was the qualifier on Ashen Pass. Mm -hmm. And it was the first qualifier, actually, that I got to play in. So uh, I was super excited about that. Uh, but I went in with a mindset of I'm going to trample people on turn one every single time. And it's just going to be the easiest victory ever. Um, and so that's the way we, we started practicing. And then they very quickly seem to change the minion placement on Ashen Pass. So instead of mm -hmm. placing the minions however you like, it now became a set uh, kind of around the control token, which very quickly changed the way we needed to play Trample. And so then Eric and I um, went into the think tank to try to come up with the best Trample deck that we could. And we probably went through several iterations of how can we pull off a Trample turn one uh, on Ashen Pass. And we, we went that way because we felt like even if the opponent knows it's coming it's still hard to stop. Mm -hmm. um, there are a few cards that can be played that can stop it, such as Doom and things like that. Um, but even if the opponent fully knows it's coming and in our practice games, you know, we, we knew what was the opponent was doing and sometimes it was still hard to stop. And you may not always get a win turn one, but you would put so much pressure that it was just sometimes too much to come back on turn two. Um, so that was our thought going into it. And so Eric and I tried um, several different iterations and we kind of both settled in uh, Eric's final iteration, uh, which kind of looked a lot like uh, Ryan's deck of uh, having a Brilvar run into the middle and kind of being able to protect all your minions with safeguards and things like that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, using the, the heroes that can kill multiple minions, right? So... Um, you know, we, we had Astrida in the deck at times. We had Yami in the deck at times. We, we just had various different things. But eventually, it, it came down to the fact that, uh, you know, it's, it, it was a lot of work to pull off. And sometimes you're just not the first player. 
right? And if you're not the first player, it's just something that can't happen. Mm -hmm. So then it was like, well, what are we going to do if we're not the first player? And then um, that kind of transitioned to the other set of heroes being uh, Korjoff and Shalavi and really kind of turned into more of a very slight control, but more of a uh, kill slash flip deck. Mm-hmm. And uh, turns out, I think I I won most of my games except game one, round one. I pulled off the trample, and it, it didn't destroy the nexus on turn one, but it was a, a pretty easy nexus kill turn two. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I don't know if I was first player the rest of the game, the rest of the tournament. Wow. Um, and so I was really playing the flip slash kill deck side of that list mm-hmm. uh, almost the rest of the way. I'd have to go back and look. Um, but I know that two of my losses in Swiss were to my own kind of teammates and they knew what I was doing. So therefore they weren't going to let me be the first player. Um, (laughs) and, uh, going into the cuts, uh, kind of the same thing. I just almost liked being second better. Um, so first was stressful. Like one, I have to be first Two, I have to draw the cards and three, my opponent doesn't <clears throat> can't have a Takali or something. Mm-hmm. So that's where it went and really kind of used the more flip side of the deck with Korjoff and Shalavi putting out damage and Freyhill being able to do a little bit of damage and Brilvar just being annoying. And, you know, I, 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 I got lucky. So Well, I mean, you did end up winning, so... Eventually, at some point, luck does run out and, and your own skill has to take <laughs> over, right? Sure. And I think probably the, <laughs> one of the most skillful plays uh, that I feel like I made, and it was in the finals, um, where I was playing against Clinton mm-hmm. and I, I needed to win a dome where I could then pull off a uh, tamer kill, get my yes. second tamer kill. And I didn't have any three leads in my hand. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of bluffed a lead from my hand with just a two, knowing that um, Clinton's deck was a heavy flip deck. And if if he saw me lead from hand, he had to have been thinking I was leading with a, a three. And oh. so um, I knew that if he was willing to just lead from the top of his deck, that the chances of him hitting uh, a three were very slim. Mm-hmm. And uh, it turns out, you know, he he flipped a one, which is most likely what's going to happen. And I was able to get that outsider to make the the last kill on, on the tamer. So that was the, that was the play that I think I was the most proud of mm-hmm. um, just seeing that line of, you know, here's the, the right time, I think to bluff this uh, right. lead from hand. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I have a question since you said that you, you mentioned that you won basically all your games with the um, kill portion of the deck and not really the trample portion. If you were to do that event again, would you still try and have a trample part or would you kind of make your deck more focused on the kill and just forget about the trample part of the deck? No, I don't think I would forget about it because I still think it's good. Um, If my opponent wins the flip and chooses to go second, right, then I feel like if, if I'm not facing a to Kali across the board, somebody who can protect the minions, then I still like the idea of of, of going for it um, just because it, it's, it is just so powerful. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. puts such a huge advantage uh, going into round two that if my opponent then has to spend all his time trying to kill my minions, 
then I'll go take both domes and go from there. Right. I think sure. the, the, the outsiders in an Ashen pass game are so, so powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Get, essentially getting an extra activation or two activations um, with those outsiders is huge, which is ultimately why I think I like going second because I want to try to win domes as much as I can. Right. Right. That makes sense. And so I know you mentioned that your deck was pretty similar to mine, at least the trample part of the deck. Um, but I didn't run trample in my version. Um, why do you think that running trample is the correct way rather than to not have the trample in there, but still going with the same plan? Oh, I 100% don't necessarily think it's the correct way. I just think it's such a fun play to pull off. <laughs> and and if you can if you can do it, then um, you know I just think it's it's, it's such a win more card kind of. Mm-hmm. Right, we'll go with that. Um, so if you can pull it off, it's great. But you know, having three cards in your deck that you have to see right. So there's a good chance that you have to mulligan. Uh, all all six cards maybe five cards just to try to get to that thing um i mean it, it's it's a lot of effort going into it so i can 100 percent see why um you and other people drop that because it's just it is uh, such a low percentage to hit um but i i just think it's fun so yeah i, I didn't actually drop it because it was low percentage to hit but i felt that even if I hit it, I had to mulligan so much just to hit it that it made the rest of my hand less consistent. Like if I could just have a hand and be like, "Ooh, I like I'm going to keep the safeguard in the tunnels and stuff," rather than having to throw those away trying to find it. Yep, and I think that makes complete sense. I, I totally see that side of it too. Yeah. All right. So, oh, go ahead, Zero. Um, yeah, yeah. You mentioned that you, uh, in the end, you really wanted to go second instead of. Being the first player, for example, to get the the outsiders mm-hmm. in the Ashen Pass, um, especially, and uh, there's a community question which uh, perfectly fits this. Uh, do you think there's a first or second player imbalance on the Ashen Pass? So I think there might be, um, and I would love to see the stats, but I think going second is is such an advantage. Whether you are a control deck or a flip deck right like i guess the map is small enough that if you want to go and kill somebody round one like you can get yami or somebody up right in somebody's face first turn activation one um but if if your opponent is willing to like get somebody a little closer to your side of the board as a kill deck right like you that's kind of what you want but for me i i put so much value on the domes in an ashen pass game that I will completely abandon the middle of the map. Like mm-hmm. I, you can kill all of my minions and put lead of three and all three of your heroes. But if I can get two domes, I feel like I'm ahead because I'm willing to get those two outsiders to completely like I, I use the terror of the endless night and I will mm-hmm. neuter two of your heroes mm-hmm. going into round two and, you know, maybe have a dark vigilante or something um, he can help clean up minions if I need to, uh, those sort of things. So I, I just will value those domes so much that if I'm the second player, I, I have that advantage of last activation where I know where I might have a lead at in a dome or where I need to go and get a lead at from a dome. Mm-hmm. Sure. Thanks. Do you have any any thoughts? Because I know this has been a, a hotly contested issue. I'm sure you've seen and probably even taken part in a number of the discussions. Do you have any 
possible remedies that that might be how we can address the the second player advantage on the Ashen Pass. I know I, I I don't know I don't know if there's a really good way I know I've seen a lot of the the conversation about you know when you kill a hero do they come back in the next round ready or not ready or losing action points and I think that they're all things to probably worth considering mm-hmm. um, maybe trying out in a future uh, league or something like that but um, just the the idea that you get the last activation. Um, it's it's just so powerful, and I right. take that even in, over into a the two lane game. It's mm-hmm. it's the same thing. I I just don't know if the um, sky tear flux, you know, going to the first player, just sometimes it just doesn't feel like it's enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I honestly don't know how to address that. Um, sure. and, yeah, it's it's yeah. certainly not an easy question at all. Absolutely. Okay. Um, All right. So that's that's kind of really super heavy. Oh, Ryan, did you have a thought? I'm sorry. Uh, I was just going to go into the next thing. If you have more to say on that. Nope. Nope. That's exactly where I was headed. Please take it away. Okay. So um, before we go on to stuff past the qualifier, um, just we had a question from the community. Um, why was this the first qualifier you were able to attend? Um, so I am a, a pastor at a local church here in my community. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm an associate pastor. So if you see my name, it, a lot of people just think it's uh, pastorian, but it's actually pastor Ian. Mm-hmm. Um, so sun, most, a lot of the events and stuff were taking place on Sunday mornings and, uh, I am very heavily involved in my, my church. And, mm-hmm. uh, so it is, Almost impossible for me to miss a Sunday, though I have already told my church that I have will be taking a vacation day on um, World World Championship Sunday. <laughs> so, so I am I will not be there, guys. I've made the cut, and it's going to happen. But yeah, that's that's the reason why um, just the the Sunday tournaments just uh, just did not work out with my schedule. So sure. to have one on a, I think we did a Friday night. It was perfect. And the you know, we're recording on a Saturday here. I don't know if that foils the magic, but tonight we're having the American Championships. So, you know, doing something on a Saturday night, I'm able to jump in and play. So I'm excited about that. Awesome. Makes perfect sense to me. So on, on a lighthearted question as well, out of the 24, uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna expand this question a little bit because of how it was worded. <laughs> so the question as it was written is, which character is the most fun or interesting to play with? I'm going to set that parameter as both hero and outsider out of the 24 heroes and the six outsiders that we have. We're not going to, we'll talk about the new ones in a little bit out of the original set that we've had up to this point, which of those do you find the most fun or interesting to play with hero or outsider or both? So outsider, I would definitely go with the terror of the endless night, the, the, the crazy bear. I just think (laughs) that the, the ability to grab someone, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, sure. you can grab them three hexes away, mm-hmm. put them next to you, and then push them another hex away. And they're slow, and they're disarmed. Um, especially on an Ash and Pass game, mm-hmm. uh, you you essentially say, right, for this turn, this hero doesn't really get to do anything mm-hmm. um, if played correctly. So he's mm-hmm. probably been my favorite outsider to play with. Um, and my favorite hero that I enjoy playing with uh, is probably a tie, a toss up between Nalachlan and Sethuru. Okay. Um, <laughs> Nalachlan can just, his, his, 
Mm-hmm. You like your mages, I see. You can do it once. Yeah. I do like my mages. I like, sure. you, know, you want to bring your two armor guys and I don't care. <laughs> um, but <laughs> my, my past gaming world, I was big into um, Star Wars X-Wing. Okay. And I, I played a lot of with the glass cannon empire ships in those games, right? Where no, no armor, just no shields, just um, try to outmaneuver and outplay your opponent to win. So uh, I, I do enjoy the, the Nalaklans and the Sithurus who can pump out the damage, but Nalaklan just being able to do, you know, crazy things with playing any cards as long as he sees pillars and then yeah. popping pillars and playing from across the board, like that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. just doing things that other heroes can't do. Um, I find just fun to try to make work. Mm-hmm. And then Sithuru, I just, he immediately jumped out at me when I opened that core set of, oh, I can just place my illusion down and I get to do extra damage when I play cards. Fantastic. <laughs> That's what I want. You me to do extra damage. <laughs> oh, yes. Ma- man of my own heart. I am always about more damage as well. So I, I can fully respect that p- position. So for you guys, what what are some of your favorites? I mean, mine, mine, I think everybody knows. I love Yami. Kenny? I, I, Your favorite just, Kenny, I right? love her. Someone silence. <laughs> I, I love everything about her. I love her design. I love her archetype. I love her. Now that we've changed the Karumo marks to be able to affect within three as opposed to requiring line of sight, I just love how she can teleport all over the map. I remember I was playing Michael in one of the Clash games a couple of weeks ago. And Bearcat was sitting in and, and watching us, and he just co- jumps in and goes, "Oh yeah, Yami goes and just moves nine panels without using a fast condition." That sounds about right. <laughs> yep, she goes wherever she wants. It was wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> beat me up, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ryan, your ones, uh, your favorite one is Kinui, right? Yeah, yeah, can we? And it, my, the main reason it's my favorite is because I just love to piss off Commander. No, my favorite hero, my favorite hero is Frail. Although, really, my favorite is the combination of Frail and Chilvi, which I'm sure surprises nobody who has seen me play the Suicide Squad deck. Mm, but not really. I just love I the versatility of Frail. She's like a mage with more armor and more HP. Uh. She around with there's like a brovar around. She can be a little bit of a tank too. Uh, she's a healer. She she just does everything. Yeah, that's why tapes got her in in uh, in the eyesights for first card that he's going to ruin on the remake, as he said. I'm going <laughs> to put her into the ground and she will never come back up. <laughs> She'll still be blue though, which means she gets all the advantage of the blue hero. So you can't make this her too bad because always be blue. <laughs> it's true. Zergul, what about you? Yeah, uh, I'm totally to Taulot. Um, sure. Well, difficult. I love Nelaklin. Uh, also Sarkol. Okay. I like a lot. Um, I mean, Nelaklin, okay, you can put down the pillars and, and play some crazy stuff. I mean... We'll see how long this will be able in the future. Uh, so, for example... With the thoughts that are going on with rampant hatred and such stuff, right? Like uh, taken, uh, taken action. So we'll see how this will uh, proceed in the future. But uh, Sakol probably is always one of my most picked heroes. Uh, I mean, um, he's the one I put into the dome. 
Uh, he has that Hulk smash ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> that is so tough. Like. Yeah. And um, yeah, and he can kill minions. And so that's, mm-hmm. that's nice from all over the map. So yeah, there are some nice options, I think. Yeah. Quick follow up to the uh, favorite hero question. Ian, if you were to say that you, that you, I, if there was one faction you identify with the most, what would that be? Oh, man. Um, I've seen you play a fair amount of blue and green. I have. So I definitely, like, I, t- I tend to play everything. I don't tend to just kind of focus in on one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the thing that I enjoy playing the most uh, is, is probably Karumo and... Yeah, and and the red stuff and the 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 red kill stuff, um, yes. just because it's just fun. It's just so much funner, I think, right? It to, is just to take out your hero, the, the other hero's legs, and um, and it, they definitely have gotten better as well um, yes. with the worship stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't played them as much lately, but I've been playing against them a lot. Mm-hmm. And I go and hide in a in a bush, and then I realize, wait, this does nothing. They can still do everything they want. They're so good. Um, why am I not playing them? So I, that's probably who I relate to the most. Well, you're saying you like to play everything. So this next question is actually probably very good for you because you won't have any bias towards specific colors on it. But if you, out of the four new heroes, which one are you most excited for? Oh, man. Uh, yes. that's, that's a good question. Probably <laughs> Kamaya. Um, mm-hmm. I think the idea of the Void Palace, I think, is really cool. It's a really neat concept yes. of like this kind of place that lives off of the board and we take the heroes there and they're going to battle it out. I think that's just a really cool uh, kind of game mechanic. That's really neat. So that's, I'm looking forward to playing with that and seeing how that translates into an actual game. So I haven't done that yet, but she's the one I'm looking forward to the most. I think is Kamaya. Like I mentioned before we started recording, uh, I, I got my physical copy in and I have a friend that I'll sometimes play with. I'm slowly kind of teaching him the game over, over time. I am almost certainly going to, to to make a dirty play and just spring that one on him the next time we play without letting him know that this is happening. I'm very certain <laughs> he's going to get angry with me, but it will absolutely be worth it. Best friends forever or, or uh, not? Probably not after this play. <laughs> <laughs> curious. I'm really curious. So let's have some feedback, please, on this one with photos. how the table gets flipped picture didn't happen (laughs) (laughs) what is everyone else excited about for uh for the new heroes because i i like a lot of them um i i am kind of also personally with ian like i'm i'm a little concerned that kamaya's alt can be easily countered but overall i think she's pretty cool but i would I, i still think antaka is my favorite just because you can have the minion swarm and then all of a sudden you're doing like six plus plus on your, your attack actions, which was awesome. Yeah, you can, but I still think it's, it might be sometimes really difficult. So you really have to build a deck for that to be able to do it. And um, yeah, I also think Kumaya might be one of the most picked heroes mm-hmm. from the new ones. Uh, Four Hills, 
especially with her ultimate is relatively straightforward but special uh, also in some points yeah. like uh, not being able to be targeted in some situations mm -hmm. and yeah well Shadros um, taking the damage I mean that's that's what a tank is supposed to do and I think that's uh, a really cool feature as well so I, I would go with Nantaka but um, I had the experience now in the game against Ricardo and I think it's quite difficult to set everything correctly up to have a real big punch with her. It's going to hide those pillars away so they can't whisper them away or, or uh, mm -hmm. whatever, the, whatever the card was that they got rid of. I forget its name. Yeah. Yeah, I think Vorhold's uh, is a close second though to me. I think her little, her ability to ping, to one, to ping one damage at a time, right? I think... Yes. Yep. is, is really, really cool. So if there's ever a point where um, the meta is no, like a lot of mages, nobody with big armor stuff, like mm -hmm. she could come in and just wreck face with that the ping one damage at a time. Like here, oh, yeah. there's so many cards that drop pillars mm -hmm. and um, sh she's very much interests me as well. It's funny. It's funny that you, you mentioned that Ian, because when I was talking with, with tape behind the scenes, whenever I was like addressing a couple rules questions that i had with her and whatnot he's like so do you, do you like this new hero i've dubbed her the clinton killer 100 loves his mages and sometimes it's a purple mage and uh as you mentioned she excels at killing off mages really quickly with just one damage here one damage here one damage here and oh by the way you're down to three hp now i just attack you and you're dead yeah. So, yeah, so as Ryan, I'm a, what as you think? being a blue player, um, naturally my favorite hero is from the new set is Nantaka, not Vorhild. Um, <laughs> I think um, <laughs> Vorhild's uh, strongest abilities are really pillar related, and I think mm -hmm. as a blue hero, she actually fits a lot better with the the green concepts than the blue concept. Yes. I do think she has a lot of strength there. Not being able to be targeted can be a huge nuisance, but it doesn't synergize a whole lot with a lot of the stuff that I like to do, especially with right. my revenge stuff. Mm -hmm. um, Nantaka, I think I'm not too, too excited for Nantaka on the two lane. Cause as uh, Zargul mentioned earlier, it can be a bit hard to set up, but sure. I think on the Ash and pass, especially with some of the, like the trample decks that um, Ian and I were talking about earlier. Um, mm -hmm. If you can throw her in one of those lists, you can kind of, just overload the lane with minions and then just use Nantaka to just blast heroes. Sure. Anyone tries to come out and clear the minions on the wave, then Nantaka comes over and stabby stabby and gets rid of them. <laughs> yeah. So I think a deck kind of built around the combination, like a, a deck that's built around the minion stuff with safeguard and mm -hmm. uh, underground tunnels that also has some kill mm -hmm. potential with Nantaka could be really exciting on Ashen Pass, and that's something I'm really eager to try. Then we are going to have to talk about that more, Ryan. <laughs> Behind the scenes, of course. Yes, <laughs> yes definitely. I know a couple other people are interested in doing that too, so might be, might be oh, yeah. uh, a deck that might get introduced to the meta with Nantaka. Oh, absolutely. I, th I think we're about to see a whole bunch of new stuff. Like there, there are a number of new cards that I, I am excited to like. I already have three deck composition ideas just because 
there's too many cards that I want to try out and, and base decks around, and they just don't all fit together because some of them are blue, some of them are red, and so on. So I, I think we're going to see a lot of new deck styles and strategies overall emerge as a result of the Endless Sun. Yeah, I agree. What is What do you think is the best card from the new set? Power card. Yeah. Let's go with that one. Ian, you're our guest. Oh, I, I think it is going to be hands down sudden distraction. Um, I think it's going to be a new card everybody loves to hate. In this last set, it was uh, Sky Tear Drain. I think this yes. one's going to be sudden distraction. Mm-hmm. Um, just the ability. So for those that don't, this is a three mana plus zero discard a lead card from a target hero. Um, I think it's just going to really like upset a lot of people when they go in and uh you know especially if you're that second player and you can as your last action and go and just rip a lead card from somebody yes um this will win you a lot of games and you're gonna have to really play around this once you get into um turn three and beyond because you're gonna have to start leading with multiple heroes on a particular nexus point uh or control point if you just to be able to play around this card Mm mm-hmm I think it also really incentivizes going second because if you're the first player and you sudden distraction is like the second player can always lead after the sudden distraction. So it's just being the right. second player is a way to play around it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. We talked a little bit earlier. Um, you know, Ian, you mentioned that you think second player has a big advantage on the Ashen pass and, and potentially even some sort of an advantage on the two lane. I 100% agree with those statements, and I think that with Sudden Distraction, those advantages are going to become even more pronounced. Yep, I completely agree. Ryan, Zergal, what do you guys think about your favorite cards? Uh, would you like to go first? Yeah, you can go first, Ryan. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> um, my, my favorite is also Sudden Distraction, so I feel like most of it's already been said there, but I guess if you're asking me to choose another card just so we can talk about something different, um, I would probably say Touch of Leothan. Um, I th- okay. Yep. Yeah, I think just being able to get that warship at instant speed um, and mm. also just basically get like a free action is super yeah. important for blue, and especially like if you're using a frail to sacrifice on somebody and they charm it away, th- with that mm-hmm. which is search. Hurt or charm the shapeshift away. That hurts Frail so much. But then you can use Touch of Leothin, yes. and that just solves everything. Um, I think it also has really nice implications with uh, Forhild, where they can just attack her, and then you can be like, haha, now you can't target me anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Yeah, especially, uh, oh. I also think this uh, could be very useful uh, for Forhild, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I also agree that sudden distraction will be very interesting uh, in the new meta. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm looking mostly at the green combinations for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm quite thankful that there is another option to place pillars, which could help me. Mm-hmm. But the... The card that I really liked to play was uh, in the game was Reclaim Life. Yes, I really like that one. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's only the next time the target hero um, would be healed. The caster is healed for the same amount instead. Uh-huh. But um, it really can be very helpful uh, because it it counters some 
of the ultimates. They are really powerful, like uh, the Golbian ultimate or yes, um, Miyuki. Miyuki. Yeah, Miyuki ultimate. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, for example, this, but it's still situational. Right. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so my favorite, when, obviously, release uh, the spirits. Um, because as as you pointed out, Ryan, the instant speed shapeshift is going to be great uh, for a number of reasons. And release the spirits, which is also an instant speed cast, reaction speed cast, however you'd like to phrase it, um, is a nice little dragon punch sized AOE that not only removes conditions, but also then prevents a application of new conditions for the rest of the activation. Yep. And Which I think, as a as a red player playing that, you're going to have to be careful about your worship actions there as well. Sure, because, absolutely. You know, you play that card, you can no longer worship them, uh, to or at least put the mark on them. It's um, true. So you, yes, it's a very good point. That that is a fair point. Yeah. So Akimo doesn't get plus one attack. Nobody plays Akimo. He's too easy to counter. <laughs> ah yes, sure. Long live Yami. Yami can't teleport. Listen. <laughs> Listen, she's already teleported by the time she's going to play Release of Spirits. Listen, in the same <laughs> listen, in the same way that Shadris now allows us to boot Kenway off the off the lineup and still run mono yellow, we can just swap Kumaya in for Akimo and still have mono red and we'll be just fine. There you go. Honestly, that seems like actually go. the way to do it. Like I feel like Kumaya especially having the worship ability that does damage is just going to be a bigger damage draw than Akimo if it's right into that spot. The, yeah, the, the only issue with Mono Red with Kamaya is that you can't take advantage of her smoke screen, which honestly I think is the best part about her. Like I mentioned, like the, the ultimate is probably the coolest ever, but it just seems like it's very easily counterable. But that's smoke screen ability. I can see a ton of frustration where people are like, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm within three and I've got my three lead presence up a street sitting there ready to pump up a lot of control value here at the end of the turn. And then Kamaya walks up and says, surprise, somebody from the yellow team throws out an illusion and oops, you can't see the control token anymore. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then also <laughs> if you add that with like a sinkhole or a chasm too, and it can be mm -hmm. very difficult to just have somebody in range of a control token. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do want to go back real quick to uh, Zargul oh, sure. talking about reclaim life. Um, mm -hmm. I agree that mm -hmm. card is very good. I think one of the big problems with it is it can be a little situational. Your opponent isn't always going to be healing at all. So I actually really like the card in decks that run like Frail, for example, because you can use it in ways... You can use it defensively yes. in ways Argyle was talking about, but you can also use it, say, let's say I have a low HP Brilvar. Okay, that's mm -hmm. a bad example. Brovar never has low HP. But let's say I have a low HP Brovar. Uh-huh. Pretty, um, yeah. But Brovar is already shapeshifted. I can okay. worship a different hero and then have, um, then use the reclaim life so that way Brovar heals off the worship on somebody else. Indeed. Also, if I'm using mm -hmm. a sacrifice play or something to damage my opponent with Frail, um, mm -hmm. and they remove the charm, I can then use the reclaim life to gain the life instead of my opponent, so the charm play doesn't hurt me as much. Correct. Right. Yeah, I think there's, the other there's card a ton that of I find 
interesting is, and I don't think it's going to necessarily be a game breaking card, but just thematically, I think it's fantastic is provoke the beast. Yes. Uh, take an attack action with the target with an outsider. Um, just I thematically, I can just see all of these heroes, right? Like the, the card art is great. Like they're literally provoking the outsider and yes. you can just imagine <laughs> the outsider getting mad and waving his <laughs> arm around and stuff. So I just yes. think thematically it's going to be a lot of fun to play. Yeah. I, I heard unsubstantiated rumors um, and that these literally are unsubstantiated. I'm not like making a, 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 a illusion or a reference to something that I know behind the scenes. This is literally unsubstantiated. But I, I heard rumors that they're working on a card that is similar to Provoke the Beast, except instead of forcing the outsider to take an attack action, you get to use it. Take uh, you get to have it use one of its special abilities, which Ooh. I think would be awesome. I agree. I would. I would um, totally no. go for that kind of a card. Zargul, um, about Provoke the Beast, you, I think, have some first-hand experience with that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was cold. That was cold. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, it really hurt. <laughs> yeah, but it's interesting I mean, that, that, um, that you can use Provoke the Beast to get a tamer kill. Yes. Yeah, this is... This is one of the changes that is uh, going to actually come now, or that is going to be changed mm-hmm. when we officially start with a new meta. So, yeah, I think it's it's fine, and I think it was fine to show this uh, in the launch event match. Mm-hmm. And uh, still, Ricardo had a lot of work to do to prepare this, because he had to n- not to kill um Tlakali with Kumaya first in right. the void right uh, in the void palace so um there was a quite big chance that this would happen before and then he couldn't get the second tamer kill so mm-hmm. uh yeah okay but i think it's yeah it's really interesting that we can interact even more now with uh yeah, with other parts of the board. I don't know what will come next or if we can maybe sometime do something else with minions, for example, or as you mentioned, with the outsider, for example, taking one of the special abilities. I mean, that's that's all something that uh, the PvP geeks are open every time. So if anybody, any one of us has some ideas, so just post it. And they think about it, and they try it, and yeah, we see what what and, will be there in the end. <laughs> and they and they definitely take the feedback um, to heart. Like I, I remember when we were talking about the launch party yesterday, the the AOE effect of Shadris's alt came right out of the suggestions channel or the card design channel. One of the, one of those two. Um, so someone, one of our our members of the community suggested, hey, wouldn't it be cool if you had an AOE that kind of pushed people out like this? and diagrammed it for them. And they said, yeah, let's make it our new hero's ultimate. So don't be afraid to submit any any suggestion. At the worst case, they'll just say, nah, May doesn't fit right now or doesn't fit the design of the game. But best case scenario is uh, your your suggestion becomes the base work for a new ultimate card. Um, Zargul, you mentioned that, um, I, I just, you, you mentioned it briefly with the Provoke the Beast thing about the, uh, rule change that's coming into effect with the release. Can you just for the listeners um, describe that a little bit more so people know what exactly the change is? You mean the change at taking uh, taking uh, take action? Yeah, you, yeah, like how the, the, the taking action to... is going to affect. Um, yeah. 
Okay, um, I hope I get this all correct. <laughs> um, so the thing is, for example, with um, mm, for example, as I mentioned with Nelaklan, some of the mm -hmm. crazy stuff you can play, you remove a pillar and play, for example, Rampant Hatred. So Nelaklan would be able to play the, the take, the skirmish action part from the pillar, uh, which just beams him from one side of the board to another side and lets him do skirmish on the other side of the board. So this is really crazy stuff. And I <laughs> I think um, nearly the entire community doesn't agree with how it is working now. And mm -hmm. uh, me as well, because it says take this action and don't beam over <laughs> to the <laughs> other, <laughs> to the pillar and from there take the action so it's a it's a bit crazy stuff really so the chain and and there are some modifiers i think we in one of the last episodes we had some thought about uh provoke the beast especially um you had ryan you had some ideas or some questions like when a mage plays this card will the outsider get piercing damage Mm -hmm. and such stuff so this is this is really going to be crazy and i think or i hope uh, or that the way is that this is going to be changed so just resolving the card means you get that action mm -hmm. and the really the outsider for example takes that attack action without any other modifiers or so for example um we had the silent ambassador so this is a three, uh, three plus one card flipped as a damage, and that's all. Mm -hmm. So that's, for example, a difference. And as the outsider is taking that action, really referring to the outsider, so then you can make a tamer point with this action. Indeed. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good stuff that's coming up and, and some rule changes. We're also looking eventually to, to increasing deck size to ten cards each, which uh, ten cards each per hero, which I think will be needed with all of the cards that people are starting to see as must-haves. So that'll be, be a nice change. And just to be clear, that change is coming with the, as soon as the new cards are active. So uh, with those without the provoke the beast and all the other new cards being active, that change is not in effect yet, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah, if I understood correctly, then yes. this should be starting from the uh, last chance qualifier, correct? As as of last information that we have, yes. Yeah. Okay. Until, until PvP until PvP geeks changes their mind again. <laughs> at the time of recording, this is how the, how it stands, which may not actually be correct at the time of publication. <laughs> as always. Yeah. Ian, any last thoughts on the, the new cards and new set or anything? Um, I'll just say, if you guys haven't done it yet, appreciate the art on this stuff. Yes. Like, I don't know if we give enough kudos to the art team mm -hmm. because they are just putting out just incredibly good art on these yes. cards and um, it just keeps getting better and better. Mm -hmm. So it, it's it's hard to appreciate it as much Um when you're we're playing on TTS, but man, when I have these physical cards in my hand and I'm building decks physically and I'm looking at the art, I, I'm just mm -hmm. in awe sometimes. And yeah. they keep knocking it out of the park and continue to do a great job. So, um, shout out to the the art team at PVP Geeks. Shout outs to the art yep. team. 
And speaking, actually, this is a, a very good segue. Uh, I think speaking of art, before we uh, before we finish up our final thoughts and close out here today, Buggerlugs has asked us to remind everyone, if you have not entered the painting contest yet, please do so. Buggerlugs is running a minis painting contest. There are prizes available. First prize gets either a Stormseer OP kit or the uh, Winterdeep OP kit, the new release heroes. So you'll get Translucent Kamaya and Shadris or uh, Translucent... Nintaka and Vorhild for first place. And there are also a number of runner-up prizes for interesting and noteworthy contributions. You'll be getting OP Ashen Pass kits. Uh, so you'll get some nice full full card artwork cards there, which, as Ian has pointed out, are really quite amazing. So if you have not submitted those, you get two submissions per person, one submission in the painting channel on Discord, and one submission on the Board Game Geek dot com website page for Skytear. So please do make sure to have your submissions in. Those are due by November 30th, so still 16 days, or I guess probably by the time you're listening to this, about 14 or 13 days to get your submission in. And we look forward to seeing all of the beautiful paint jobs that you are all capable of. Yeah. Yeah. There are really some great, great jobs already. Indeed. Yes, and at the time of recording, we have not yet had the two regional events yet, but um, so that's why we haven't congratulated winter winners. But next week, we will hopefully be congratulating yes. the winners of those two events. And um, this upcoming weekend, we have the November qualifiers, so make sure you sign up for that. Um, it should be a lot of fun, and you get a chance to uh, qualify for World Championships. Indeed. We're running out of time, folks. Get those Sky Tier Shards. You only need 18 to make it. Well, do we have any final thoughts then? We've talked about a lot here today and we're about at time. So gentlemen, anyone have any final thoughts? Uh, Thank you for joining us today, Ian. Yeah, thank you very much, Ian. It it was a pleasure having you on, uh, hearing your insights and your thoughts and your expertise uh, that you bring to SkyTear. We really appreciated you and we do hope that you will come and join us again in the future. Yeah, thank you guys for inviting me. I, I always enjoy talking with you. You guys are doing a good job on the podcast, so keep it up. Thank you, and congratulations you. again on uh, winning and winning the qualifier and qualifying for championships. Thank you very much. All right, well then, thank you very much. On behalf of Ian, Ryan, Zerigal, and myself, we thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Outsiders Only, and we'll see you guys next time. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Outsiders only. This is Sky Terror.